Hello friends, how are you doing? Thank you for joining me once again on this podcast. I'm very delighted that there is another opportunity to record another review of the book Battle for the Young. On my last episode, I was reviewing the chapter 3, The Raging Battle, which talked about the fact that the devil is raging the battle. There is a battle raging and it's between God and the devil and I am the one in the middle of the battle and we looked at the fact that God and the devil equally believe in the in the youth of any man or woman and there is a lot of things associated there are a lot of benefits to whoever wins the battle but the funny thing is that we were reminded that the battle is the, 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 the winner of the battle is decided by the young person because it's you who is in the middle and you call the shot on who wins and who doesn't. Um, we also looked at the fact that uh, in the society, young people are actually recognized as the people that are needed to carry on the culture, carry, uh, to, to kind of initiate a revolution through protests. Uh, if there's ever going to be any sudden changes, often by young people who have decided that enough is enough and they will fight the um, establishment to ensure that they get what they want. And so even the society recognizes that young people have a very significant position in the society, albeit um, the, the intentions are not so clean. And the main thing we saw in the last chapter is just that there is a waging, a war waged between God and the devil for our lives. And the priority that we <clears throat> have to give ourselves to is to come to a fresh encounter with God in order to hear him and to know what we need to do in this period of our life to ensure that we do not let the devil have the upper hand so that we can make all the right steps to ensure God wins the war. And something that stood out for me in that passage, um, in that chapter, was the fact that the priority is in having a fresh encounter with God. And I got a sense that every step I take is either towards the devil or towards God. So whichever side I move to, decide decide, determines which side i want to win and i feel like every step i take as in every decision i make gives me an opportunity to get closer to either side and the reason why i must make a priority to encounter god is so that i can be definite about my step towards him i can be sure that i am actually living my life to give him the necessary attention the necessary rights to my life and the necessary access to work in my life and to take full control god does not invade in fact he's the biggest uh, exercise uh, he's the biggest person to practice human right because he would not force himself on you he will he will have to wait for you to come to him and when you submit yourself, he will do whatever he wants to do. But we have to give him 100% of our life. 
So there is that that's that stood out to me and it makes me realize that God will not force me, but I must make sure that every step I take, I first desire and walk towards having a fresh encounter with God so I know the heart of God. I know what God really wants. And this is really simple. It's just for us to be more conscious that if we want God to win the battle for our life, it won't just happen by accident. There are things we must do. Now we are moving on to chapter four of the book, Battle for the Young. And it's called Peculiar Challenges. Peculiar Challenges. I've written unto you, fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning i write unto you young men because you are strong and the word of god abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one first john 2 12 to 14. in past time when i read this passage i was always left baffled wondering at the reputation but i have been brought to see something which is one reason my heart has turned again to the young people. I discovered that God recognizes three segments in every man's life and each of them is quite peculiar. I write to you little children because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write to you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father, definite and different from the other. And because people do not understand that peculiarities and differences of those three segments, child needs to do is just obey. They are often overwhelmed by the challenges that come to them with each segment. God himself recognizes the first segment where he knows people to be little children. At that time, you were a baby, a toddler, and just a little child. That was a time when you were carried everywhere you went. You were taken to church. You were taken to fellowship. And as they sang, you were taught the song and you sang with them. That is what characterizes the life of little children. It is the time of indoctrination. You do what you are told, asking no questions, and your father or mother is ready to bear the responsibility of anything that happens as a result. Oh, he does not carry, he does not worry to get his provisions. He only needs to cry and the parents will run around to meet the needs. It is the time of utmost dependence. Victory at that segment of life is purely in being under the cloak of the parent. But if we will only be little children throughout our lives, the Bible would have stopped at the point of saying, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. When you were a little child, there were not so many conflicts in your heart whatsoever you were told you believed there were no questions in your mind when daddy said this thing is like this you believe it and went about telling everybody you met that this thing is like this when they asked you why you simply said dad said so 
oftentimes even parents do not understand that this is only the first segment so they enjoy it because it looks so easy to bring up a child but that segment of being little children as good as it is is a very simple basic but short segment after this there is another segment after writing to the people in that first segment of life I thought the next person that God should have written to should have been the young man. But he skipped doing so. And that challenged me. He went on to say, I write to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. My question then is, why did he skip the young man? I discovered again that it does not take much effort to do the correct things when you have become a father whether you repent or not when you become a father there are certain behaviors that will leave you you no longer have interest in them and even when you do not want to leave them they will leave you for example it is only when you are a young person that you can wear high-heeled shoes and catwalk around Look at any of your parents and grandparents. Do you see them wearing such again? No. Even their legs cannot carry such shoes. The excitement over such things have evaporated. There are many fathers today who used to drink alcohol when they were young. And they did until they damaged their liver. Now when you bring an alcohol to such a father, he will easily say no. Not because he had repented of drunkenness, but when he takes just a cup, his stomach gets distended. So he sighs and says, I will not drink again. This is because the enemy who won the battle over such a life when he was young has collected what he wanted and has left him empty and emptied. So after reading and Speaking about the first three chapters, chapter four, the peculiar challenges, I believe is probably the most head cracking of the lot. And that's because I felt it talked extensively about the little children um, from the passage we read, first John 2 12 to 14. It talked extensively about the children, about the father, but didn't really say much about what that passage meant for the young man but i didn't think it missed much out because everything that i felt wasn't in this chapter was already stated out in the previous chapters but this is where i i'm just going to review and summarize what i felt i got from this passage and i'm going to tell you my take on it so this passage was looking at three segments of life. The writer clearly acknowledges that this is looking at three stages of every man's growth. And ignore the fact that the passage says young men and uh, fathers. I think the segment is what we're looking at. So children, youth and adult. Because I've picked out from this passage, uh, from this chapter, that 
as a young person, as a child, there are few things that you get to decide in life. So think about it. You're young, and as a, as the writer said, that you're taken to church, taken to places, told what to wear. In fact, you're not even told what to wear. You're just clothed with whatever your parents choose for you. Uh, you cry when you want food. So it's a segment where you are actually very dependent on your parent. And this is the segment where the Bible also said that your sins are forgiven. So it did say that your sins are forgiven. Now, the next segment is the young people, the young, the young men, the youth, the young female. And this section is what I felt, you know, the drinking habits, sexual habits. And I've suffered certain sort of um, conditions as a result of their decisions earlier in life, such as drunkenness, as the example says here. Someone who has diabetes cannot keep drinking because they know the consequences on their body. Someone who has liver, liver failure or heart problems, they cannot indulge in these things, even if they want to. So they know to stay away. Now, what I took from this, what, what I took from this is I've just really looked more into that. This chapter didn't really talk much about. But we'll skip right to the fathers and adults or parents, if you like. And from this chapter it it was talking about how the adult they are living in the age of reckoning with their uh, their body the limits of their body they have no choice really they can't decide how they want to live their life freely outside their body you know the body kind of dictates for them makes a choice for them how to live because they're often weak or perhaps they've often made choices that have given them a clear end point in life and an example was that of you know wearing heels a lot of parents can't wear heels because their body just can't 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 handle it the the stature the strength that you need to uphold your body while you wear heels a lot of older people can't handle such so they don't even bother and such flamboyance of dressing is often lost when you're older because you've seen much more of what's important in life. And another example of how the body kind of detects how you live your life is for those who have made the wrong choices about runs out, you are well prepared for your youthful age. Because this is the age where you have to overcome. See, the father who has drunken themselves to, to alcoholism, who have, had, who have given themselves to sexual immoralities and have suffered from one thing or the other. You see, these, these um, people cannot overcome at this age. All they can do is to patch themselves, is to mend their, themselves just to see themselves through to the end you can only overcome as a youth you cannot overcome as a child you cannot overcome as 
an adult if you hadn't overcome as a youth uh, passage first john 2 12 to 14 and i really i really feel like this is a step-by-step guide for every young every young person so as a child we come to meet god and we're told our sins are forgiven when we believe our sins are truly forgiven because god does not make empty promises so as we confess our sins as we come to god and confess our sins he is able to forgive us of our sins at that moment we stop living in sin at that moment we start to know what it's like to be in christ jesus now the things i picked out from the stages of life of the child of a child is that that segment is where your sins are forgiven and that segment is where you start to know the father once your sins are forgiven then you move on to the age of the youth that passage did talk about the youth once and it was saying that you have overcome the wicked one so it says I write unto you young men because ye have overcome the wicked one. I believe as a young, a child that has given themselves to the, the careful attention of their parents to get to know God. As a child, you have gone through a process of indoctrination, if you call it, to, to, to really be exposed to the life of Christ. And having succeeded in that, you have known God through the process. The end result of that, from what I've picked up from this passage, is that you become an overcomer because you have known the Father. Anyone who has known the Father is also someone whose sins have been forgiven. And those whose sins have been forgiven, we ought also to live lives sin free so a young person the young man the young woman the youth that's the era where you become an overcomer that's the age if you call it an age is the, is the period of your life where you can overcome that's a period of your life where you are strong in the knowledge of Christ and the word of God is inside of us. So this, this, this is where I'm, I'm taking from this passage. This is what I've taken from this passage, what I've took from it. That a child has no control over what they get given. So spiritually, when you become born again, whether you maybe you became born again last year or last week or yesterday, you are a child. In Christ there are some things that you must be given and you should not reject those there are some things you will be clothed with and you should not reject them and success of that face leads you to a successful entry of a godly youth and as you become a youth and you've been clothed with God's righteousness you've been taught how to live in, in you know with the word of god guarding you in everything you've been introduced into the true gospel of christ and you fully understand in your heart 
what Christ has really invited you into. As that has happened as a child, the effect of that for a young person is the outworking, the responses, how they live out based on that knowledge. So young person, myself, you, if you're a young person, because you know what Christ has done for you on the cross, you are constantly living by the power of the cross, by the power of Christ that he has exposed us to through the cross. And what I mean is living by the Holy Spirit and staying away from these worldly ways of living, typically lustful lifestyle. It can be pride of life, it can be love for money, love for sexual immoralities, love for all things, many, so many things, you can't really define it. But there is a there is there is a source for all these things, and that's the flesh. Because you have been given the full understanding, the full knowledge, the full kit of the true gospel as a child, you've known God. And because you've known God, you've loved God, and you keep loving God, and you keep living by His principles. This is really what I'm taking from this passage. This is really what I'm taking from this passage, and it's really speaking to me personally. That even if I have been successfully indoctrinated as a child into the ways of God, and I am not, as a young person, living the life of Christ. I have wasted my childhood. But there is an opportunity. There is an opportunity to kind of pick up ourselves in Christ and get moving. Because Christ is not here to condemn us. He's here to show us the way, the truth, and the life. So that we can enter into him and, and benefit from all that he has to offer us. So, the peculiar challenge here is really looking at the fact that there are stages in our lives. I mean, this passage has talked about a few other things, but what I'm really connected to here is that there are phases in our lives. We need to understand these phases. If you're a new convert, don't think you are an adult spiritually. You need to make sure that you successfully give yourself to that face of being a child and ensure that before your childhood fades into you little children because you i am writing to you little children because for his name's sake your sins were i think it's quite clear that the peculiar challenge here really is ensuring that you don't try to overcome as a child because it would never happen or trying to overcome as an adult when you failed to do that previously because it would never happen. Now, we young people, we have only one chance to live our youthfulness as we've seen in previous chapters when I talked about the fact that you can only be 18 year old once. You cannot be a youth twice in your lifetime. Forget science, forget um, AI. You will only be young once. And this is the phase that you can become an overcomer. But that is preceded by a correct childhood. A rough child, anyone who's had a rough upbringing, you know 
that it always tells on your, you know, on your youthful period of life. And for many people, this this just this disturbs the lifestyle all the way to the end. But what Christ has come to offer us is an opportunity to fix our childhood while we can, so that we can really enter into a victorious, youthful living. And that all of us will get to know Christ, will have the word of Christ in our lives. And we can live by that word of Christ and continue to overcome the devil because we can't, the devil cannot be active when we are living by the word of God. The word of God is life. And where that life of Christ is, the devil cannot be there. So you are not trying to be an overcomer. All we are trying to do is to live the life of Christ as young people. But there is a foundation required. Now that foundation is given to us through the exposure and the understanding of the true gospel that we that, that Christ has laid down for us. This is the life that Paul went through. In fact, people like Daniel, David... You can really see the, the 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 way they live their life in pure reverence to God, and that lifestyle that they had that made them people after God's heart. Samuel's great example, and that lifestyle that they had is only made purer for us to see, easier for us to understand and to walk in when Jesus Christ came. And everything we see in the New Testament is just showing us in plain language for those who want to hear how we should live as young people in order to have an adult life where our lives is just full of knowing God. And we live a life of knowing God. The only thing that an adult can do is to know God. Because you know, you have to know God from the beginning. You can't, you know, the, 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 the only thing you can do as an adult is just to know God. And knowing God really, it takes years of, on, of exercising who you are in Christ. It takes years of, 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 of communing and getting to know God, walking in Christ. And being being a youth sets the right foundation. I don't want to ramble on too much more. But I thought the Amplified Classic version of this passage gives a very good understanding. I am writing to you, little children, because for his name's sake, your sins are forgiven. Pardoned through his name and on account of confessing his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you have come to know Recognize, be aware of, and understand him who has existed from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have been victorious over the wicked one. I write to you, boys, lads, because you have come to know, recognize, and be aware of the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have come to know, recognize, be conscious of and understand him who has existed from the beginning i write to you young men because you are strong and vigorous and the word of god 
is always abiding in you in your hearts and you have been victorious over the wicked one i i again it's so clearer to me that the only thing you can do in your later age when you've gone past your youthfulness is just come to terms with what you have already known you cannot re-establish yourself at that point all you can do is mend or continue to experience the knowledge that you've already known so you know i think this kind of um, helps us a little bit more to know what we should be focusing on there is a a time that there's a time for everything and we cannot continue to to say to ourselves i will enjoy ones and in the future i'll give more time to god we can't continue to say to god as young people that i will i will do it later referring to our commitment to christ see when you commit yourself to christ it's like it's it's like when you're accepting to be a child again and there is a, spe- a specific period necessary for you to be a child to get to know his ways to get to to understand the requirements of what it means to be a christian and then there are challenges ahead of you as you start to come out of that dependent you know phase of life where you're just given everything that's where you're becoming more mature and you have to start to exercise the understanding that you have been given and to grow more into it and this is the phase of being young being a youth and as a youth we cannot live our childhood we cannot keep delaying it because there are faces and you cannot skip a face you cannot skip that face that initial face where you are shown and being dipped into the into the mystery of the gospel of christ to be honest i must admit i feel i'm a child right now because i have to understand this passage i have a very strong urge to go and dip myself into the correct understanding of the word of god so that i can have that word of god living in my heart while life challenges fly in while the devil is trying to 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 tweak my understanding of god because only the true knowledge of the gospel that can stand against the devil's the devil's um plans and 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 deceitful means and i must go to god i think we should go to god because every passage in the word of god have true meaning we just need to let god open our eyes to it the peculiar challenge is that we we should not waste our childhood and more so we should not waste our youth because once you go past those two stages of life the only thing you can do is to come to terms with who you are you can be mended you can be forgiven yes but you can't do much about being victorious you have n- you cannot be victorious at your later stage you can be mended because at that age your body have come to terms with a lot of things anyway 
a lot of things you struggle with as a young person you do not struggle with them as an adult because your body doesn't cope with sexual lust a lot of adults they do have it yes but it's not the big deal for them because their body does not allow for it now that's not overcoming that's just being patched patched up now we want to be overcomers for christ and i pray that god will open our heart to really dive into this call of god god please open our heart to receive your call into our you know to allow you to be the the one who wins the battle of our life we just want to say yes to you we don't want to say yes to the enemy we don't want to say yes to the enemy out of ignorance we don't want to say yes to the enemy because we have not paid attention we want to pay attention lord we want to be cautious and conscious of the decisions we make every single day because we know that by deciding that we want you to to win the battle for our life we can make the right choices as you open up our eyes as you open up our ears lord please help us to have this deep conviction of your word oh lord that anyone who is hearing this podcast i'm not the best spoken person i'm not articulate so there's nothing to hear from me but god be the one that they will hear please speak to them speak to me also i am a child please i don't want to waste my childhood in christ i want to grow the understanding of the mystery of the gospel that this mystery becomes real and 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 becomes a thing i touch on a daily basis becomes my lifestyle becomes my life and nothing more nothing less oh god god bless everyone listening to this podcast bless us with the understanding of your word that we should no longer take your word for granted lord please this peculiar challenge of our life make it an easy one for us because we are going to put you in the control seat and you're going to take full charge lord have your way in our lives in the name of jesus be the one who controls our life because lord if you are controlling our life there's no space for the devil have your way oh god in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. I want to encourage you if you're listening for the first time, please listen to the previous podcasts and share it with anyone who you think will benefit from it. May God bless you. This is a podcast that is really directed at young people. We want young people to come to know the love of God and allow the word of God to dwell in their hearts because it's only through that that we can have deep relationship with God when he he dwells in our hearts and we can commune with him we can take steps based on what he wants we can obey him and his love can grow in our hearts because it's only who the love of God of Christ is found in that pleases God God bless you bye bye